Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Spreading farm information and occasionally manure. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Well, we've got that task pretty much taken care of across the state of Wisconsin. Now we're just waiting on the rain. Good morning, everyone. I'm Farm Director Pam Yankee. Here it is, Wednesday, the last day of May, and it is going to be a warm and dry Wednesday. Forecast is calling for daytime highs today right around 88 degrees. Now, there is a 30% chance of rain, but it probably won't be measurable if it shows up at all. Tomorrow, 30% chance of rain, 88. Friday, 30% chance of rain, 90 degrees. Saturday, partly sunny and 90 degrees. Sunday, partly sunny and 87. We're going to have to hang on for a bit before those rain chances improve. Stu Ag Meteorologist coming up with those details in just about 15 minutes. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Farmers deal with a lot, including long days, stress, and fatigue. This is your reminder to take breaks, stretch, have a snack, and hydrate your body. Avoid farm accidents by keeping yourself healthy. Visit RuralMutual.com to learn how Rural Mutual supports Wisconsin farmers and prioritize safety on the farm. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. As proud supporters of the beef industry, Compure Financial sends a special thank you to beef producers during National Beef Month. Compure recognizes the dedication it takes to produce safe and nutritious beef products for our nation and the world. Which is why at Compure Financial, they're defined by you, your hopes for the future, as well as your needs today. Visit Compure.com or call 844-426-6733 to learn more. Compure Financial is an equal credit opportunity lender and provider. Copyright 2023. All rights reserved. It's not unusual for a winery to lose a portion of their crop. Usually, they can expect a loss of 10 to 20% each year. But after wildly fluctuating temperatures this spring, Philippe Cacard of Wallersheim Winery says they have lost much more. I'm Charity Seebecker from the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. He says no wine sales will be affected this year as the harvest is done one year ahead of time. But next year, there won't be any of their estate wines available. April 16, April 17, uh, snow event. Uh, we had rain before that. Uh, the buds were a quarter of an inch uh, big, so we, we call that bud swell. And we had rain, we had snow, they were waterlogged, uh, nice plump full of water. Then the temperature on Monday noon dropped down to 27, and then on Tuesday morning, it dropped down to 23. And everything turned into nice little ice cubes, and it basically froze the entire bud. So on the early budding cultivar, and most of our reds right here on 30 acres are uh, early budding reds, and we lost... 80 to 90 percent of the crop and the whites being uh, later budding cultivar, uh, meaning that the buds were a lot smaller, a lot tighter. So most of the whites did a lot better than the reds. 
So does this affect this year's wine sales or next year or how far out does that affect and does it affect the prices? No, it doesn't affect the price. Yes, we run a business, but it's not about taking advantage of a situation. It's never been us. We've been in business 50 years doing what we do. It is not the first time it happened. It's unfortunately going to happen again. And it's not affecting this year's, uh, I mean, like right now, the supply that we have, but it will affect 2024 supply. We buy a lot of grapes uh, in New York State, Washington State, but the wines that are made from the grapes grown right here on the estate, I cannot replace those grapes. So it's affecting mostly three red wine. Unfortunately, our flagship red called Domaine Reserve and then the Domaine du Sac and the Ruby Nouveau, we won't have any of those for sale in 2024. So that's, that's the tough part. So how does this affect then the rest of your operation? How are you kind of changing your business model to be able to handle this loss? In the vineyard, it's a lot of uh, rethinking and sometimes retraining of some vines. We have, right now, if you come see the vine right now, say, well, what is he talking about? There's, I see a lot of green. Yes, you see green, but you don't see fruit. And so we have a lot of shoots that are popping from everywhere underneath the bark along the top of the vine. And some tops don't look the best, so we might have to retrain them, take a shoot from a foot below the top. And in anticipation of the top dying, then we have to retrain the top. So it's nothing new, but it's going to be a lot more of that. So actually, we started what we call suckers, you know, selecting the one we want to keep. And it's going to be a lot of that the entire summer. How long will it take to recover these vines that were lost? So that might take a couple of years. It won't be a instant fix. You know, September 24 will look a lot better than September 23, but it might take until you know, harvest 2025 to have a sense of normalcy. Like, okay, it looks the way it's supposed to. What bothers me is how do we deal with that in the future? So next year, we were going to uh, replant one acre of one of the grapes that froze badly, and I changed the plan. I talked to the nursery uh, supplier in New York State and asked if we could swap our order for something else because there's no point of adding insult to injury and replanting exactly the same. So we'll go with a different cultivar that buds a little bit later, which I'm fine doing that. You know, I mean, the the issue for us is the spring getting warmer earlier. So the buds are pushing early and then we get a cold snap. That's the, the big issue. Even with all the equipment we have to battle the frost, uh, this one, we couldn't do anything with it. You mentioned you've experienced something like this before. Has it been to this extent? Nope, never. You know, I've seen 40% loss. I've seen a 50% loss, but not a 90 or 80 or 90% loss of the crop. I've never seen, never seen that in my life. Yeah, I've been here 39 years and never seen that. 
So then what are you going to take forward from this experience now? Anything that you've learned that you're going to start implementing in the future years to help prevent this? Little by little, where we have a chance, um, switch to a different cultivar. But that doesn't happen every year. You know, I mean, the, the vineyard is planted for 40 years, 30 to 40 years. So there are a couple of fields that uh, they don't look the best. They were planted 32, 35 years ago. They're coming to an end. Well, we will not replant those with the same cultivar. We will go to a different one. Otherwise, I mean, delaying the budding, there's nothing we can do in regard to that. That is strictly the warm spring, uh, very worrisome for us. So did you have to use crop insurance or a business insurance coverage on this? Can you take me through what that process looked like? We do have crop insurance. We walk through with the adjusters, couple local guys, and so they understand you know, where the fruit is coming from, on which shoots, and so on. The vines have what we call primary buds and secondary buds, and so on. So kind of explaining to them, and we have records of how many tons per acre of which field for the last 25 years. So, so the payment is based on what we will not be harvesting. So, I mean... You know, a typical field at four or five tons to the acre, uh, there's one field I don't even know if there's 500 pounds. There's some fields I don't even know if it will be worth putting the machine to pick the grapes. There's just nothing there. Have you heard of other growers in the area having these same issues? Yep, a couple guys uh, growing the same grapes that we do. I've had the same issue at New York State. The Finger Lakes area got wiped out. There are many vineyards in the Finger Lakes area that also lost 70, 80% of their crop, and they were much further along, so that's even a bigger loss for them because they won't have the time to uh, secondary fruits, secondary buds to come, so that's worse yet. But, uh, yeah, it's it's nothing fun. Right now I'm just happy to see the green, see the green on the vine so we have pruning wood for the future that's about all, at this point that's about all i'm concerned with this has obviously affected your yield but how does this loss affect your overall bottom line oh it's uh yeah it's gonna be uh, a dance i mean number wise easily under thousand bucks that we won't be making what bothers me is that we have to work the rest of the year um we cut half of the fertilizer down, but we still have to spray the weeds. We still have to spray for fungus. We still have to pay the vineyard crew. Um, and we have, it might even cause more work to retrain some of the stuff. So it's a, it, it's a loss. There's no question about that. Is there anything else that you would like the public to be aware about? You going through this, how you're growing from it, moving forward, and to make sure they still come and support you. Oh, and that's the big key. You know, I just like our biggest uh, biggest message is um, drink local, uh, support uh, local producers, uh, you know, being a cheese, uh, beer, wine, tourism, crops, um, fruit. Veggie and fruit stand along the road. Uh, go local as you can, uh, anytime you can. 
That was Philippe Cocard, owner of Wallersheim Winery. Be sure to visit them and stack up on the estate wines before they're gone and continue to support your local growers. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Charity Seebecker. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. While you spent a lot more time around your home the last couple of years, you may have noticed a few things you'd like to have spruced up. Sign up for W.E. Davies Handyman Membership, and they'll help you stay ahead of the maintenance and repairs with a professional result. Boycott putting things off. W.E. Davies & Sons Remodeling brings a fresh perspective to your building project. We're a local family business with services from handyman fixes to living space upgrades. For stunning, transformative results, visit wedaviesremodeling.com. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. She's sweeter than a glass of chocolate milk and louder than a morning rooster. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I'm just moments away from a beautiful, sunshiny start to a Wednesday, final day of May. Time to talk weather. Brought to you courtesy Compier Financial, Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, along with us. Uh, you know, again, uh, same uh, verse, uh, second day or so that we're talking about uh, some pretty strong temperatures and uh, not much moisture on the way. Is that 30% chance uh, improving at all, Stu, for precip? Boy, 30%, that sounds pretty good. I was thinking more like 15 or 20% out oh, of it. Rats, yeah, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> trying to trying to be optimistic since that's all anybody seems to want to talk about. So, uh, yeah, well, paint me a picture. What's been happening over the past 24 hours' time? Well, we still have this really strong upper-level blocking high over the East Coast, and that system is the reason we are overall going to be staying dry. Oh, there's a little rain, north-central Iowa. I hear they're getting uh, over a quarter of an inch in that area, and in some places up to a half inch or better. I did see Hudson, Wisconsin, right on the Wisconsin-Minnesota border, just east of the Twin Cities, 56 hundredths of an inch yesterday. It just didn't carry on. It's not making its way eastward. And again, today, there'll be some rain out to the west. 
most likely not going to push all the way east. I will mention that slight chance of a scattered shower or an isolated thunderstorm all across the southern half of the state by a bit later this afternoon or evening. Tenth of an inch or two if we're that fortunate. That same kind of slight chance lingers as we move on toward a little later Thursday or Thursday night. A small chance of a little rain into Friday. Oh, it sounds like we're really going to get it. I mean, there's three chances in three days. It's just not going to amount to all that much. Only a small chance of some lighter rain and very scattered type typical summer activity. You know where you get rain, your neighbor doesn't. And of course, that meant your hay was ready and the neighbor's wasn't. But that's just how this is going to work over the next several days. That big blocking high still keeping very, very warm air pushing up here into the northern tier of states where we are going to stay above normal for daytime highs right on into next week. A very, very warm spell moving in and continuing on. And without much of a rain threat, things are going to seem to be getting a lot more drier than we'd like to talk about, especially as we make our way on toward next week as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. Now here is a topic that can stir up controversy in a hurry around Wisconsin. How do you grill your brats? Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee here for Judy and the crew at Bavaria Sausage, located at the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg. Online always, BavariaSausage.com. And don't forget to follow them on Facebook. That's where they're posing the question, how do you like to finish your brats? Grill them? Pan fry them? Well done? Or just warmed up? What kinds of things do you like to see on your Bavaria brat? Well, they also want to know what you're grilling up along with your brats. It is summer season, as the weather tells us. So share your thoughts at Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. And don't forget, air conditioning and cool inside the store on the corner of Nesbitt Road, Fitchrona Road in Fitchburg, where you're also going to see great items on sale. Now's a great time to stock up. Find more, BavariaSausage.com, Bavaria Sausage on Facebook. Alrighty, Stu, <laughs> I don't know how many people want to stand over a grill when it gets to be this warm, but it's going to stay dry. you got lots of options out there. Well, there's one that lives in your house I'm sure wouldn't mind. <laughs> That's true. That's true. The weather never uh, deters him. No, no. Well, all right, let's look at our Compere Financial Ag Weather Forecast. Mostly sunny skies today and a warm one, too. A lot of upper 80s could be around 90 again at La Crosse, and just that slight chance of an afternoon shower or a very isolated thunderstorm. We'll be able to see that little development pop up as we watch radar here heading on through the day and into the afternoon. South winds today only at about 5. That slight chance of a shower or storm this evening. Clearing out then in the nighttime. Back into the mid-60s, like it is this morning. Southeast winds about 5 to 10. You guessed it, tomorrow, mostly sunny skies. A small chance of an afternoon shower, maybe a thunderstorm. Into the upper 80s with the south winds at 5 to 10. Friday again, sunny skies. An afternoon shower could be an isolated thunderstorm. Upper 80s, maybe 90 again, La Crosse and Mauston. And southeast winds about 5 to 10. I'd say we may dry it out a bit for the weekend, Pam. But even then, mid and upper 80s, pretty easy for highs with a lot of sunshine. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, for people that uh, have to be out in it, have tasks they need to be taken care of, this is uh, not bad weather, just hot weather. Just hot. It seems like it's too early being that we're just heading into yeah, June. But, yeah, yeah. hey, you're going to look for growing degree day units later. So take these if yeah, it's growing. That's right. All right, buddy. Catch up with you tomorrow. Thanks. All right. See ya.
Stumach is our ag meteorologist with your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update. Remember, Compure Financial is your financial partner committed to agriculture in rural America. Visit Compure.com. Do want to remind you, weekend activities capitalizing on this weather include the Rock County Breakfast on the Farm at Deluge Farm in Janesville, Cows on the Concourse on the Capitol Square this Saturday, the 42nd Annual Monroe County Dairy Breakfast in Cashton on Saturday, Wisconsin Dells Farm to Fork Dairy Breakfast on Saturday, as well. And Sunday, we've got the Dodge County Dairy Brunch happening in Neosho. That's uh, again starting at nine on Sunday. More at WisconsinDairy.org. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Listen, joint pain is a thief. No two ways about it. That's football legend Emmett Smith, who knows a thing or two about pain. It steals your joy, your time with family, or doing things you love. It can even steal your livelihood. But QC Kinetics can help put a stop to that. Don't hand everything over to pain. QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in regenerative medicine, a cutting-edge technology that helps relieve pain in your knees, hips, shoulders, and back using healing properties directly from your own body. It's easy. Get treated in the office and walk right out afterwards. Simple, right? And QC Kinetics' remarkable all-natural treatments deliver long-lasting relief without surgery or long recovery times. Don't let soreness or achiness rob you of doing the things you love. Tell that pain, not today, not ever. You've got QC Kinetics on your side. Call QC Kinetics, 608-319-1750. That's 608-319-1750. 608-319-1750. Hi, it's Preston from Window World. Today's story comes to us from a frustrated homeowner. Mother Nature was crafty, her plan was plotted. My windows are drafty, they're broken and rotted. I need new windows installed the right way. I want the best quality and can't overpay. Window World's process was easy and seamless. Best decision ever. Boy, I'm a genius. Call Window World today and be your story's hero. You're worth so much more. Have you ever had the choice to accumulate wealth or go into debt? Let's play Would You Rather. Would you rather have $190,000 in total compensation or be $29,000 in debt? That's the choice between paying for a bachelor's degree that might not even land you a job or an apprenticeship with Liuna that will lead to job security, a pension, stability, and a lifetime of great wages. You're worth so much more. Go to liunawisconsin.org slash join to learn how to accumulate wealth instead of debt. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Rural Mutual is the number one farm insurer in Wisconsin for a good reason. As a company founded by farmers, they understand the ag industry and its challenges. Local agents offer farm families the best advice and personalized coverage. Visit RuralMutual.com to find an agent near you. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. The nightmare of working with some contractors is much like being on a bad date. They totally wreck your bathroom, swindle you out of a ton of money, then disappear into the dark of night. Swipe left. Actuate Improvement is a full-service design and remodeling company who completes the job as promised, is cost-conscious, then leaves you with a sweet thank-you note. Swipe right, and let's get the conversation started with a free consultation. ActuateLLC.com. Design, create, actuate. When it comes to custom wedding rings, 
get to know your Denny's Jeweler. Denny's Jewelers does offer affordable custom wedding bands. Whether it be gold, silver, diamonds, gemstones, platinum, you bring your wedding band idea and we'll point you in the right direction. We'll show you all the options. I am Sarah Denny Alexander. Come meet the entire Denny's family at Denny's Jewelers. Huge amounts of time sitting incorrectly in the office can easily give that slouch an ouch. This is Zach from Office Furniture Warehouse. Help your back pain, neck pain, and eye strain with adjustable desks, chairs, or dual arm monitor mounts from Office Furniture Warehouse. Name brand office furniture with warehouse pricing allows us to create better workspaces for America's workforce. For healthy choices without the ouch, visit OFWGoMadison.com or stop by the showroom on Ronald Reagan Avenue. Let our family help your family. This is Matt Gunderson, and this is Elmer, <laughs> our canine cuddle ambassador, here to provide good-natured, loving, fuzzy support to further our level of personal care. Someday you might meet Elmer as we assist you with an individual life celebration. Visit GundersonFH.com. Over 100 years as your hometown life celebration center. That squeal you're hearing while you come to a stop? That's your brakes crying for help. At Tom's Auto Center, we offer five-star brake repair on all makes and models. Stop by for a brake fluid and brake inspection. If your brakes are talking to you or screaming for help, we'll diagnose it and give you a written estimate. We want you to be able to trust your brakes. Tom's Auto Center. Off Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. All right, Grant, did the Milwaukee Bucks have it all figured out? Adrian Griffin set to be the new head coach. Nick Nurse pulled out over the weekend. Now he's going to be the Sixers head coach. And what, Kenny Atkinson, I guess, didn't wow as Adrian Griffin did. Giannis Dendekumbo also a little nod to Griffin. What do we think of Griffin set to be the new Milwaukee Bucks head coach? Well, I saw a lot of Bucks fans that were kind of like, they're like, huh? like a little confused, like where did this guy come from? He's never been a head coach before. And I, I get that. I get all those concerns, but it's not like Phil Jackson was out there to be hired or Eric Spolster. Like there wasn't a perfect choice. There was always going to be, you know, some question marks. Like if they hired Monty Williams or Doc Rivers, we know that they can be a head coach and be a good head coach, but can they be great? Can they, can they do what Mike Budenholzer can and adjust in the playoffs? So there was going to be some uncertainty about this coach. I kind of like the Bucks taking a shot and, and hoping to strike gold a little bit, right? Because there's a little bit of uncertainty. Adrian Griffin could stink. He could also be the next great young coach in this league, where I don't think that could have been the case, obviously, with Monty or Doc or some of these retread options. So I like it, but we need to remember that there wasn't really a perfect choice. So when we're talking about this, you know, hire of Adrian Griffin, we can't talk about it like there was some amazing choice that they passed up on. There really wasn't, so... There was going to be a risk. It was a little bit of a of an unknown anyways. I'm glad that they, I think, went the route with a little higher upside. And Giannis likes them. They wanted a former player. So if it keeps Giannis happy, too, that's even better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I do like the uh, kind of shake it up kind of approach. Now, he's never had... Uh, had, had coaching experience before, but I, I like like the new voice, maybe some innovative ideas, and and kind of just get a little risky with the Bucks. I feel like they got to get a little risky with it. I'm, I enjoy it, but also yeah. at the same time, it's like, it's like, are you sure? But hey, we'll find out. As long as you have Giannis Dendekumbo, though, I think you're going to be good. They need they needed to to take some sort of risk in 
in the roster or the coaching staff. Like, they needed to, yeah. to pull a big move and something with upside. They don't really have a lot of options with their roster. So doing it with the coaching hire is, yeah. is I we'll think, really good. Think of this like a politician, Evo. It's like when someone runs for president, there's like, well, they don't have any political experience. Well, that means they have nothing – they have no skeletons in their closet, right? Like, it, that's when, when first-timers run for office. It's like, yeah, I don't have experience, but you don't have any scandals. You don't have any, you know, failures on my resume. It's the same when you hire a coach. Like, yeah, Adrian Griffin doesn't have experience, but he doesn't have the playoff failures that Monty Williams or Doc Rivers has. So I, I think that's part of the book thinking in this. Is he? Is this agent? Is Griffin kind of like a Robert Kennedy Jr.? Like he's, he he comes from like uh, like some he kind. Might be. <laughs> uh, he's like a he's like an outlier. Like some guy that would come to shake it up a little bit. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Dude, I by the way, I as someone who loves curb your enthusiasm, I was floored to learn a couple weeks ago that Robert Kennedy Jr. or RFK Jr. is dating Cheryl Hines. Are they married or dating? I had, uh, you, they might be, they might be dating. Yeah. They might be right. Either no, they're, way, they're married. They might not be married. How would you like, not to get off on a tangent, no. How would you like to be RFK Jr.? Uh, he's out there basically saying that his uncle was killed, right? I mean, I, I think we all, well, obviously he was killed. Well, But, like, the government took him down. I'm talking about JFK uh, in Texas, obviously. Yeah. How would you like to be RFK Jr.? Like, you know what? I'm going to try my for a way into being a president, despite my uncle having his brain splattered everywhere. And his dad. Yeah, yeah, and his dad. How would you like to be that guy? It's like, are you sure about that? Are you sure? His uncle killed yeah, a girl. You <laughs> think maybe going to... Go into the private sector. You yeah, know, are you sure about that? that? He did do that for a while, yeah. though. Yeah. He was a lawyer. Yeah, he, I mean, he dabbles with Hollywood. He's got his wife, and then Aaron Rodgers giving him support. Yeah. Anyways, all right, so, Grant, speaking of yeah. uh, uh, NBA, yeah. are, are, are we having a big belly laugh over the Boston Celtics? Like, do we like heat nuggets? Uh, like, what's, what's your take on the Celtics collapsing um, or the Miami Heat almost collapsing, but then, you know, taking it back? And then the finals matchup that is the Nuggets and the Heat. I felt... So bad. I could barely sleep last night, Evo. I felt so bad for the Celtics and their fans. I just, ah, oh, I was sick to my stomach. No, I, I laughed to watch the Heat win. This is one of the first times in my life I have, like, actively, ag- like, aggressively, excitedly cheered for the team that knocked my team out. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes when the Packers lose in the playoffs, those Packers fans are like, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cheer for the Niners because they beat our team and that'll make us look better if we lose to them. I've never cared about that. I'm too petty to think that way. But with this Heat team, I'm like, hey, I got to tip my cap. Like, this team is, like, they just got it going on. I, I don't know what it is about this Heat team, but you got to respect them. Plus, the Celtics are the worst, Evo. The Celtics are a team that will get you to buy and you think they're going to do it, and they'll waste your time and they'll jerk you around, and then they'll prove to be who they've always been at the very end, even if it takes seven games, a team that's just a little soft and a little disorganized and a team that just can't quite get it done. If you've ever driven a tractor, you are her friend. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Yeah, unfortunately, not much of a chance of rain in the forecast today. 30% chance under partly sunny skies. We'll see daytime highs today probably crawl to around 88 degrees. 30% chance of rain tomorrow and 88. 30% chance of rain on Friday and 90 degrees. Partly sunny through the weekend. Temperatures again in the upper 80s to low 90s. Glad you're along with us. I'm PM Yankee. So today is the final day of May, May 31st. Let's see. On this day, back in 1899, the Gideons International was founded. Two salesmen met in Beaver Dam. They'd first met eight months earlier in Boscobel and talked about the need for some way 
to provide Christian support to traveling businessmen like themselves. During their second meeting in Beaverdam, the two decided to get right at it and started the ball rolling and followed it up by basically inviting their professional contacts to an organizational meeting in Janesville where they were officially organized. They have now distributed over 15 million Bibles worldwide, primarily through hotel rooms. Have you ever opened up that door of your desk in your hotel room, seen a Gideon's Bible? Well, now you know it started in Wisconsin on this day back in 1899 in Beaver Dam. On this day in 1859, the great clock that houses Big Ben in London started to keep time. The clock at the top of Elizabeth Tower at the north end of the British House of Parliament is one of the world's best-known timekeepers, and it started on this day back in 1859. On this day in 2005, Deep Throat finally revealed himself. This was something that started during the Nixon administration and the whole Watergate uh, unraveling. Uh, By this time in 1973, Deep Throat had become a real part of uh, exposing what was going on in the Nixon administration. Well, in 2005, Mark Fite, a former FBI agent, finally admitted he was indeed Deep Throat. Happy birthday to actress Brooke Shields, 58 years young. Colin Farrell is 47. And my goodness, Clint Eastwood today celebrates his 93rd birthday. And now you know. Time again to catch up with our friends from the Steffes Group, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. And of course, you want to talk to folks, they have got a full staff of experts ready to visit with you. No matter what you're thinking about as far as an auction is concerned, they've got somebody on staff that can help you through it. 800-726-8609. Again, 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewn along with us from the Steffes Group. You know, Ashley, you and I talk all the time about uh, business coming up and catalogs and so forth, your staff. But we've never really talked about how the Steffes Group got started. You've been around for a long time, very well-respected company. But maybe explain for us how the Steffes Group actually got started. Sure. Well, it all started with Bob Steffes himself uh, in Arthur, North Dakota. Started an auction company in in 1960. Uh, Over the years, he became a uh, national... Uh, livestock auctioneer champion, so well-respected in the industry. Our company is uh, very active in all the associations and stuff like that. And now his son, Scott, is president. And I started here in Litchfield in the company. We were in acquisition, uh, and that was in 2006. And, you know, still a family-owned company. It still is today. Um, but I remember as being one of five employees at the time that wasn't family, and now we've grown into 150 employees. So as somebody that was in the business before you were acquired, did you know about the Steffes Group before they came in the doorway? Yeah, we, we did, uh, but completely different. We were more in the dealer wholesale, and you know, mm. now we're dealing directly with farmers and, and helping people every day and really focused on, on a good client and buyer experience. You know, and I'm telling you, whether it was Bob or whether it's been Scott, uh, the pivot to being... Uh, customer-friendly, and very focused on innovation with technology. Somebody planted that seed pretty early on at the Steffes Group. 
Yeah, we really did. And, and we, we had online bidding all the way back to um, the early 2000s. And of course, that's completely changed. And we always want to be on the forefront of that. And, and that, that's why in 2008, we developed our own online platform. So, you know, a lot of other auction companies, there's some third party stuff that they use out there, but it's never as good as, as when you can control it yourself. And when, and when you want to make something better, you just do it on your own. We have a full staff of tech uh, at our support office in West Fargo, and, and them guys work hard at what they do. And, and the neat part about it is when you're on a step of auction and you call the tech line, that's one of our employees in West Fargo that you're talking to. Yeah, that's, that's, the, that's one big piece that I think people overlook. Everybody that works for the Steffes Group is on the payroll. It's not by commission. It's not independent contractors. You guys are all together, so you keep consistency on service especially. Yeah, that's right, you know, and, and we don't want to be beholden to some third party where nobody can get a hold of something or nobody knows where that bid came in. This is all, all Steffes throughout the process. Well, and the other thing we've heard time and time again is how um, it's almost a religion with you guys to make sure whatever you're advertising, whatever you're promoting, has been verified and thoroughly checked by your staff and additional experts. Yeah, and, and, and along with us, uh, you get to talk right to the, the owner of the equipment, too. And, you know, if it's a retirement, they can tell you uh, when they bought it, what they used it for, and, and a complete history. There, there are times when we don't have that, and we'll tell you. But um, we, we take a lot of pride in our descriptions, that's for sure. Yeah, and don't take any of that for granted, folks. If you've ever had much dealings with auction companies, sometimes they don't want you to have access to the buyers. Uh, they claim it's privacy and stuff like that. Sometimes they just don't want you to try to get a better edge. Uh, Steffes Group is completely transparent when it comes to the way they're doing business and the information they're providing. Just a little historical perspective in case you've wondered. The Steffes Group, like we said, long time with us here on the Farm Report and obviously a long time in the auction business. Ashley Hewen along with us. Don't forget you can find out more on what's happening with auctions today, right now, steffesgroup.com, S-T-E-F-F-E-S group.com. Want to talk to them and verify what Ashley just said? You go ahead, pick up that phone, call them, 800-726-8609. That's 800-726-8609. Ashley Hewen along with us from the Steffes Group. No producer wants to wake up to a sick animal, and I know firsthand. BioVet is your solution for healthier animals. A lot of care and a good dose of science goes into every formulation so you can minimize problems and keep your livestock out of the hospital pen. I'm Dr. Bill Zimmer, founder of BioVet. Microbials and nutritional support, that's BioVet. Learn more at bio-vet.com. Congress is preparing to pass a farm bill this year, and we need to take action. Consumers are paying record high prices at the grocery store, but farmers and ranchers earn less of the food dollar while multinational corporations rake in massive profits. That's why Farmers Union is fighting for a farm bill that promotes fair markets and protects our food security. Learn more and join the fight at fairnessforfarmers.org. Paid for by National Farmers Union.
As you would expect, Wisconsin farmers have taken advantage of this warm, dry weather. According to the Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service, as of Sunday, 90% of the corn is already in the ground and 52% of the corn's already emerged. 82% of our soybeans are already planted. 93% of our oats are in the ground. 10% of our winter wheat, that's already headed out. But the quality of our wheat, 81% good to excellent, that's declining three percentage points in a week's time. And obviously part of that is because of the dry weather. Markets in overnight electronic trade this morning, red ink galore. Right now, December corn's down 6, 519. November beans are down 13 at 1140. July wheat down 9, 582 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese gained a half a cent to 149 and a half. 40 pound block cheese was down four and three quarter cents to 143. Double A butter stood still. June milk in overnight electronic trade currently four cents lower at fifteen fifty to a hundred weight. July milk that's down four at sixteen twenty eight a hundred weight. Hey, if you want to give a listen, don't forget at MidwestFarmReport.com this morning you can find out more on how Wisconsin is expanding its ginseng market. Continued conversations down at the state capitol about funding for rural roads and infrastructure. We've got all those conversations up now for you to listen to. Whenever you get a chance, MidwestFarmReport.com. Up next, it's rhubarb season across the state of Wisconsin. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Hi, Grandma. What's for dinner? Hey, honey, I'm making stew tonight. Ooh, can Nina come over? I'm not sure about our new friend. I wonder if there's been any drinking going on. Alcohol at her age can lead to so many bad things. I've been meaning to ask you, what would happen if someone offered you a drink? Grandma! This is hard. She's so young. But I know I need to talk to her about it now before someone tries to give her alcohol. If anyone ever does offer you a drink, I want you to say no. I have too much respect for my family and I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. Really? I promise, Grandma. I love you too. Okay, how about tasting the stew and telling me what you think? Some children may try alcohol as young as nine years old. It's not too early to talk about drinking. For tips on how to begin the conversation, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. That's underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This message brought to you by SAMHSA and this station. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. We make it easy to access the bankers you know Bankers who listen to your goals then offer expert advice and solutions that simplify even the most complex financial matters. Virtually or in person, we're here when you need us. To learn more, stop by or visit SettlersWI.com. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Chris Collini with a dirty little secret. Growing up, we were encouraged to track mud in the house. After all, dirt has been our family business for generations. Today we rely on more than our boots to transport our nutrient-rich soils. We have bigger trucks and better equipment if you need it delivered. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome dirt-filled processing plant. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. 
Here, money grows in rows. This is the Midwest Farm Report. Although often thought of as a fruit, rhubarb is in fact a vegetable. Fresh rhubarb is available in Wisconsin from May through late June, and thanks to the fluctuating spring weather we've had, some growers are a little behind. I'm Charity Seebecker from the Midwest Farm Report. Kathy Burrs, owner of Burrs Berry Patch in Barneveld, says they are a week behind compared to where they were last year. She provides some insight into what it takes to grow rhubarb and shares some of her favorite recipes to incorporate it. So rhubarb is a plant that's great for eating, just the stems, but um, you generally purchase crown pieces. So they're kind of like a piece of root that you'll want to find a sunny, well-drained soil location for. Sometimes if you're able to, if you're planning ahead, you can prepare the site in the fall by getting rid of any perennial weeds that are in the area. We use horse manure, so we work that into the ground to give it a good balance of organic matter in the soil. And then you take these crown pieces, they're called, and you want to set them out about three feet apart or so because the rhubarb plant can grow up to about four feet in height and about three to four feet in width. So you want to give them plenty of space in that regard. You take the crown pieces and then you want to plant them in the ground about two inches below the soil surface so that you can cover them up then and they'll reach up and find the sun. There's not a ton of varieties out there, but there are a couple handfuls of them out there. We haven't had a ton of success with ordering crowns from companies, unfortunately. We've had our best success from splitting plants that are already well-established. They even say it's it's almost required that you split your plants every five or six years because otherwise your plant can suffer from crown rot and just the crown getting too crowded in one area. So we really do find our best success from finding somebody with plants that grow really well and harvesting their crowns and splitting them so that we can establish more plants ourselves. So speaking of that then, how is the current rhubarb season going for you guys and has the weather impacted it at all? The season's going really well for us. It started slow as everything did this year. You know, it felt like we were in this perpetual spring, winter, you know, not quite really going to hit the sunny, warm days. So it was a slow start to the season. But now that we've kept our nights in the low 50s or so, things are growing. You know, we've had 70s during the day. So we're we're really in peak rhubarb season right now, and things are going well. When did you first start harvesting it, and how does that compare to past years? We did not start first harvesting it until about two weeks ago. I want to say like around the 15th or so we started harvesting, and that's probably a week behind past years, I'd say. Most of our markets start that first week in May. And for us, we didn't have any fresh produce that first week in May because we were cold. So then how is the demand for it going? Are you guys selling super fast or take me through kind of your customer base? Well, rhubarb is a plant that we do sell a lot of at market. Um, But oftentimes people have neighbors who have it. And if a neighbor has it, they have it. So it just it kind of depends on the area and whether or not people have their own gardens in the area. You know, it just it. It really varies from one market to the next, whether or not it sells really well, or if, um, like I said, if there's a lot of gardeners in the area, it doesn't sell as well. So we mentioned weather, but weather affects the insects or weed control. So has there been any concerns with that throughout the growing season, or what do people growing rhubarb maybe need to be aware of? 
there's not a lot of pests that you have to worry about for rhubarb. They say slugs is one. A lot of times what we do, which is kind of an insect and um, weed control measure, is we put straw mulch down on our bed of rhubarb, and that keeps our weeds down. Plus, it keeps a barrier between the soil and the plant itself to prevent insects from crawling up and residing on the plant matter itself. So when it's growing, how do you know when it should be harvested? And is there a proper way to actually go out there and pick it? Yes, definitely. So the best time to harvest your rhubarb is you want to wait until the stems are about 8 to 15 inches long. So you want to wait until your plant gets tall enough to give you a decent sized stalk. And then to harvest it, you don't even need a nippers or anything like that. You just put your hand way down at the base of the stem and you just kind of twist and pull at the same time. And the stalk just kind of lets go from the plant. So when you're at a market or buying it from somebody, what should you look for to make sure you're buying good rhubarb? How do you know what is best to be cooking with? So it doesn't really matter if it's red or green. Red does not really indicate whether or not it's going to be sweeter or not. I would say stay away from stalks that are, you know, two feet long, really, really fat. Those ones are going to be tougher. They're not going to boil down as well. And they might be a little bit more bitter than a smaller stock. Another thing you want to look for is freshness. So you want to make sure it looks nice and bright and crisp. Um, if it's limp, that's not good. It's been out of a cooler too long or it was picked too long ago. Um, so those are the things I would look for. And then do you have to utilize it or eat it right away or how do you store it? No, you can keep it, I would keep it wrapped in a bag, and then you can keep it in your fridge for one to two weeks easily. You can freeze it. So I will take it oftentimes and slice it into my slices that I'll use in desserts, and I'll freeze it in the quantity that my dessert calls for. So a lot of recipes will call for two cups, so I'll freeze it in two-cup quantities and put it in the freezer that way. I don't put any sugar with it. I just freeze it sliced and in a Ziploc bag. So how is rhubarb generally used and what is your favorite recipe to incorporate it? So it's most often, if not always, used as some form of dessert, right? It's, it's a pretty tart thing, so you've got to add some sugar to it. There's lots of different ways people use it. Some people just use it, make a rhubarb sauce and put it on ice cream or on brownies. We at Burrsberry Patch, our family loves Flo's Rhubarb Bar Dessert. They're like a shortbread crust with rhubarb and powdered jello, not like made jello, but powdered jello with a sugar crumb topping. And those are Ed's mom's recipe, and we've made those for years, and several times throughout the season we'll make those for our family. Otherwise, I also do a rhubarb almond coffee cake that is really loved around here, as well as a rhubarb custard pie. So there's lots of options. That was Kathy Burrs, owner of Burrs Berry Patch in Barneveld. You can find the recipe she mentioned for Flo's Rhubarb Bar Dessert in the article on our website, 